Welcome to the 10th PSC News Podcast Network. This is Off the Turnbuckle. We're back. It's uh, it's kind of obvious now. We take long breaks, then we return. We hit you with something that's pretty good, and then we take another long break. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> we are we are the part to part time and supporting. Pretty much, apparently. Uh, but over the last couple of weeks, is it's 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 been a lot going on. Both shows of well, I shouldn't say both shows. Raw because of Braun Strowman and the Brock Lesnar thing has been pretty good. SmackDown mm-hmm. has taken a step back. They had the whole Sin City SmackDown live uh, this week, mm-hmm. well, this past yeah. week, and that was pretty decent. The whole the end of it was really really good. But we're gonna get all into all of that on this uh, version of the OTT uh, port. Alexis, just give us that general breakdown of SmackDown and Raw over the last couple of weeks. Well, on SmackDown, obviously we have the build to sorry, not on SmackDown on Raw. We have the build to the two primary feuds for the next um, Raw pay-per-view, which is the Braun Strowman versus Brock and Roman Reigns versus Cena. And where Roman and Cena, I think that started out really good, but it's kind of gotten a bit jumbled in the last two weeks. And meanwhile, Brock and Braun are still kind of... It seems like they're going the right route with how they're building that. So we have those two areas to discuss. And then on SmackDown, we have... um, the tag team division, which is still seeming to be the the best, one of the best things on SmackDown right now is the feud between the Usos and the New Day, um, regardless how you feel about the Usos. I'm, I'm, starting, to, I'm starting to get along um, with it. it you have it's the, the, the slow, well, I guess not so slow now, but the build to KO versus Shane, which led to a yeah. very, one of those, up some one of those big week. moments <laughs> right. that WWE yeah. loves to have, which was Vince and KO this week. Um... I don't know. Was Jinder even on the show no. on, on Tuesday? Jinder doesn't matter. <laughs> like, it's just, it's let's, so, just, let's just get yeah, it out the way now. I know was off the show. I think Jinder, he had like a promo, but nothing major. Right. He, and then I don't know, AJ, well, AJ is doing the, um, open challenge. The, the US Open Challenge, which obviously is going to lead to him versus um, Corbin. Corbin. And I guess that's going to be his next feud now as KO transitions into the feud with Shane. So those are kind of the, the big stories coming out from the main roster. On NXT side of things, um, and I guess the network in general, we now know the winner of the Mae Young Classic. Um, I think her name is Carrie Sane. Um, and she's rumored to take on the winner of some sort of tournament or multi-woman yeah. match or something along those lines in um, NXT for the NXT Women's Championship, which obviously was vacated by Asuka, which goes back to Raw, which Every, is... The, the person we yeah. are waiting for. Right, which yes. is the announcement, I think, that came this week or in the last week and a half that they're, they've already definitively said that Asuka's going to be coming to up to Raw when she comes up to the I think they had a store. promo this week. They did. Yeah. They did. Yeah. And I think the expectation is that she's going to debut sometime in mid to late October. Yeah. And her first pay-per-view may end up being... Um, whatever the first TLC I think I I think it's TLC TLC. whatever the next Raw pay-per-view is after No Mercy because I think No Mercy No Mercy is the next yeah Yeah. Mercy is I think it's next week is it next week or is uh, it it's, it's yeah. probably, it's probably yeah. from Sunday yeah, yeah. probably is we, we, in a, we yeah SummerSlam's fell like a while ago now so we're in range yeah, I know so it's yeah, that's, the week of the 20 uh, something so it would yeah. be next week so that's the yeah that's the um the general overview of what's been going on so obviously I guess we can start with um Brock and Braun um, like it, I said it's, it, it's the feud that I think no you said this it's the feud that's been holding down 
the Raw program for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, the interaction between these two guys, they built a monster heel in Braun, but he was so good at being a heel. I think the WWE Universe turned him face. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Even though technically, yeah. in, even though in this view, he's still working heel. 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 That's what I'm yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but the, the thing about it is, and I, I, I read something interesting this week, and somebody was saying, like, the issue with the Raw main event scene is that the four, like, the, when you look at the four guys who fought for the title at SummerSlam, they're all essentially the same. Mm-hmm. You have, yeah. you know, big, burly dudes who generally, for the most part, have some level of legit either athleticism or legit skill when you come to Samoa Joe. Because he's not quite as, le- as, as, as athletic as he used to be. Right. But more or less, and then when you look at the character standpoint, they're all kind of, you know, in the case of Braun and Joe, de facto heels who the fans love... Brock, who is just Brock, he's a monster, you know, you kind of have the people who love him because of what he does for the for, for the industry, and then the people like me who are just like, I just need the title on somebody who's going to be on yeah. Raw every yeah, year, wrong. right? and then you have Roman, who is the de facto face, but has been working one more heel, so when you look at those four guys there, there's not much that distinguishes them from one another, and I think that's the challenge that the main event scene has, but they've done a good job, despite all of that. In the build to Braun versus Brock, and it continued this week because we had we had the initial beatdown from Braun, mm-hmm. and then I think you had Brock didn't show up or Braun didn't show up a week in between, and then you had another um, stare down this week, which led to um, Brock trying to take Braun to Suplex City, City. Yeah, and yeah. Braun just rolled. I mean, up he, did. He, he, he did. He did. He did. He, 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 he took him to Suplex well, City. No, he it, took inevitably, him. Inevitably, no, Braun had him, different reservations. No, no. He took him to the corner of Suplex City, <laughs> and Braun was like, yeah, no, I'm not going. Um, so, and I, and I, see, these are the things. It's so weird. They're, they're doing so much to build Braun, and I still don't feel like they're going to let him win the title. And that's that's the but, most. But see, that's that that's, that's where the most the, frustrating part right. of this. But that's yeah. where the biggest discussion needs to happen in this field because we all know Brock Lesnar. He's going to be off of TV for a long time. Yeah. After No Mercy, I don't think he's our schedule to be at Survivor Series. I think is this is his yearly break in his contract. Yeah. So I, I think last year what happened was he disappeared in between SummerSlam and Survivor Series. So if they're going to uh, have him wrestle at No Mercy, more than likely he's going to be gone in terms of a real feud probably until the Rumble. Yeah. So I now mean, he pop up once or twice, but I think for all intents and purposes, this is his last title feud until we get to Royal Rumble, which would then be the build to Mania. So if that's the case, I think the WWE should be wise in. Put the put the belt on somebody that's not only going to be there, you know, for the remainder of this year and into next year, Mm -hmm. but somebody that has clearly gone over. Mm -hmm. Like Braun Strowman is is everything the WWE universe wants right now. He has legitimate monster. Yeah. Um, that monster hole that Brock is going to leave when he takes that break. Right. So you still have, essentially, you're swapping out one monster with the title for another. And it works. So any any potential feud you had for Brock, because they've done such an excellent job of building Braun, he's essentially the way Brock was when Brock first debuted with Heyman, which is, he's this this freak, he is this, you know, super strong, super athletic, we know what Braun is capable of, so he can easily slide into that position. Now, I'd Pause. even say more so because my of the thing size. is, but my thing is, if that's the case, why not just have Heyman? Fl- this has been my thing, kind of in the background for a while. Just have Heyman flip sides. Like Heyman has always been the guy who he looks at what the next big thing is, right? Because that was the whole thing with with, with Brock. He mm-hmm. was the next big thing. 
So if Braun is the next big thing, and we've seen interactions with them, wouldn't this be a perfect opportunity to have Heyman still be on TV, align him with Strowman, who, you know, maybe doesn't necessarily have the same mic skills as a John Cena or a Miz or somebody along those lines. So you align him with a mouthpiece. Heyman always works well with a dude like that. And then that way, yeah, Brock is off TV for a while. He can come out and do whatever the hell you want to do with him in the build to Mania. Um, Maybe have another feud with Joe, whatever. But Brock, to me, and I said that the last time we were on the pod, he deserves this title victory, I think, more than anybody has deserved the title victory, victory. based on the yeah. build that they've done with him. Because the story of how Braun came from essentially being a bodybuilder like three or four years ago to, you know, being an NXT, I think, for like two seconds, joining the Wyatt family, them breaking during the brand split, and then the push from that point to now, which has been just about over a year, it's like, no, this dude is ready for that. The fans are ready for that. Even just from the standpoint of the work he did with Reigns and the work he's done with Brock so far. Mm-hmm. So it's it's going to be really disappointing and frustrating if he doesn't win the match. And I don't care if they make him look strong in the process. He deserves that title, and the WWE deserves to have a universal champion who's on TV every week that can, you know, create new feuds because... I'm personally over Brock Lesnar. Right. I mean, the idea of Paul Heyman switching sides is a really good idea. But I think the WWE is going to look at that and say, what happens when Brock comes back? Then you could, you know, create the whole angle that I think uh, The Undertaker had with Kane when Kane first debuted with Paul Heyman, you know, Paul Bearer, my bad, switching sides and going back and forth. Mm -hmm. But it worked more like that. I don't understand how it's going to work with, in this case, Paul Heyman. Once Brock Lesnar come back, because you're so used to seeing them two yeah, together. Those yeah. two guys are. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how you separate them yeah. long term. If he does go off TV and come back, then that does. Yeah, become a like, I, I could see it in a way working where uh, Brock Lesnar loses. He mm-hmm. straight up loses the uh, Braun Strowman, and mm-hmm. the night after, you have uh, Paul Heyman saying, "You know what? I'm impressed by what you did the night before." You, you haven't beat Brock Lesnar in a way that it writes Brock Lesnar's character out of the WWE for a period of time. Mm-hmm. And Paul Heyman uh-huh. is like, I never thought somebody could manhandle or treat right. Brock Lesnar right. that way. That impressed him so much that, that he, he then... Like, because when, when Brock and comes back, right. you, you right. could then you know, move him and back to Brock. I guess right. in, all, in all, for all intents and purposes, I mean, this is really out there in terms of fantasy booking, but at that point, if you have, for example, AOP on Raw, could you oh, imagine God. a tag team title feud between don't, don't, AOP don't and Braun oh, wow. and Brock? Oh, wow! <laughs> I'm Woo! sorry. I tend to go down really no, I mean, yeah, hey. but I mean... Could be, could be call up WWE and get this together. Look here. We, with, like, we need to start sending managers. them like the transcripts ah, of all of our ports because ideas come out. I mean, I like, I mean. I, you. that's a show unto itself. Like, Woo. that's a pay-per-view that you could sell just, just, just that. Just that. Just just that. Nothing that's else. It. Yeah. Yeah, but that would be epic. But I mean, yeah... I, there's always the, and this this is the thing about fantasy booking, right? You always get to the point where you just you live like, disappointed, yeah, because nothing ever it matches up so to what sense. you could imagine in your head. But I mean, we'll see. Yeah. I I I personally still hope that Braun wins, but I have no faith that they're going to do that. Mm, that's fair. But uh, just just to finish up this topic with Brock and Braun, the biggest question you touched on a little bit is the universal t- title. If it stays on Brock Lesnar, what happens? Nothing. I, think I mean, Raw just goes back to being what it was before this whole feud started. It, see, and this is the thing, though. Remember now, you have... This is why I think the only option for the WWE is to, to put the put on Brock. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing. 
what if that's the reason why they're running Roman versus Cena now? Is because that becomes your primary feud over the months that. But Cena's gone too, right? Well, that's true because Cena's not going to be on consistently either because I think he's getting ready to to shoot another season. Yeah, personally, I'm kind of done with the Braun Reigns. Yeah, because that's all like, you have left. Because right. you, you have Cena have gone, you will have Brock gone, right. and you so have Joe you gone. Go, right. you, well, Joe will be back by that right. point, because I think right. Joe's only out for about six weeks. So by the time you get past No Mercy and... But, Which is next you, week. Right. But, right, but you'll have space between that and the next pay-per-view that by that point, Joe will be back. But, but then what you are you fighting all, for? That's my and point. The title's not there unless... Because then we go back to... We, what, are we going to run, okay, the same four or five guys fighting for the opportunity to lose to Brock until we get to WrestleMania because essentially that's all it's been. I mean, we've done so that for a year and a yeah. half now, so I think that's run its course. Right. So that's why I keep saying clearly, they, clearly Vince like doesn't meaningless. think that's run its course, though. Vince. Hey, no, no, no. Now, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I like the, the shift that they've taken with the Finn and Bray feud. The idea that essentially Bray is playing mind games by saying... Finn can't win as just Finn. He is only this unstoppable force when he's the demon. So can he beat Bray without tapping into the demon? So it's like they're no, playing. I mean, they're playing up this idea of that being almost like a, a a second character that's not Finn Balor. Like that's that's something completely separate. So I like the idea around what they're doing with that. Now they've taken a long, stupid, winding road to get here. But that being a part of the story of the feud to me makes sense. And it's one of the only things you can do with those two guys to make that have some sort of meaning. I think this is where my frustration with that comes in. I, I, Yeah, the idea is good. But for me, it's like if you're not actually going to take Bray anywhere. Because we've seen this with Bray before. Oh, we've going, seen Bray's this going constantly going with Bray. That, that's my you know, issue. He's had these, you know, my The exact game, same feud. But then, it, right, it doesn't go anywhere. We come back to the same spot, so we just become repetitive now. My and issue, that's my only issue with it. Like, it does Bray get the win? But my excitement for it isn't about Bray. My interest in that particular story is what it does for Finn as a character moving forward. What does it do? Because you create doubt in... Because he's not going to be the demon all the time unless what you're moving to is him being the demon more often. But it creates this doubt so that way if you have a match, a big match that's coming up, and that's, that's a mind game anybody can come back to. So you kind of set that as a stage where when you get into, let's say, for example, if he ever gets back into the universal title picture and he has somebody he's going up against, that could be something where it, it's something, it's a wrinkle that you could kind of go back and revisit later. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good, that's the one part of it that I, I'm interested in seeing how they tap back into this idea as Finn's career progresses because you have, it's, it's, a, it's a conversation you'll have to have is that can he win a big match on pay-per-view if he's not the demon mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know it's something it's, it's, it's better than when he was just you know screwing around with, with Elias and whoever else when they were doing the slow builds or getting around to Bray Wyatt my thing mm-hmm. is I feel like they missed a huge opportunity to really propel Finn's character with the Bullet Club like they legit drop the ball on that, that whole situation. Like, every no, time we talk I can't, about, I can't every let time that go. we talk about Finn, you bring this up, go. and it's like it's not happening. I can't <laughs> let it go. It's not like, happening. That was such the perfect. How do you sit there so calm and break like, your heart? Come on, man. <laughs> because we've been having that conversation for literally the better part of a year. I mean, saying, from the like, minute he got called up last year, this was the thing. Why don't they just put him back with the Bullet Club? And it's like they clearly have no interest in that, and they clearly have no interest in Luke, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson because what have they been doing with them? 
validate them. So you um, keep saying that the best thing to do is to put the three of them together, but no, I'm saying they missed that opportunity, and I feel like if they had done it sooner, when the interest was there, you know what, that pro- would have helped all three parties. The problem with that is was was and is always going to be they can't be the bullet club, and that's the problem. The you you can't come and have them be the club, the Baylor club, the Baylor club, whatever they want to call it. it. It's not the same. So unless unless there's an eventuality down the road where they have an arrangement with you know New, New Japan, Japan or Ring of Honor, like the same way Ring of Honor has an arrangement with New Japan, but you have Bullet Club members in Ring of Honor. Mm. Unless there's that type of arrangement down the road where they can use the Bullet Club moniker and you can really have. You know that be the direction that you yeah, go. Yeah, you love the full, full run of the mill. Yeah, then right. then that. But I think outside of that, we'll get what we kind of started to get last year, which is this you know club thing, and it wasn't really. It's not the same because they weren't allowing them to be what the what the Bullet Club is and was when they were in it. Mm. And so you're not going to get that unless yeah. that's the road they right. travel down, which is but, a conversation we need to have once we get through Raw and SmackDown is. Where is WWE going with all of these Ring of Honor guys? And is there an invasion angle that's coming down the pipeline for NXT? I mean, we could we could have that discussion, but at the same time, there's a discussion. I I, I don't even know how to peg them with the whole. I call them like the miniature Undertakers. What mm-hmm. I, what I mean to say is when I say that is this: like you had the Undertaker gimmick for such a long time, oh, being this mythical oh, okay, darkness. Yeah, you. Mm-hmm. you have so many characters that's down that path right now that I feel like this, the WWE is making a missing a really big opportunity to create a storyline like this. You have Matt Hardy that's just waiting to be broken. Mm-hmm. That's along that line. You have Bray okay. Wyatt and everything the Wyatt family has going on. Mm-hmm. You have Finn Balor with the Damon Kane angle. You have all of these guys falling down that same track. Mm-hmm. Like. That could be a really good storyline that you could actually sum up in some much way to put them together. Like, to have that big old... To, to move away completely from mm-hmm. the authority thing. Like, when you had the Ministry of Darkness. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like to have a big faction that basically runs the program. Yeah, because, I mean, that's a really good that's a really good thought, though. Because you could have Bray as the leader. Because mm-hmm. he's always been that. He's you charismatic. Have, you have um, the demon version of Finn. Mm-hmm. You have... Um, Either Matt or Matt and Jeff. Yeah. Um, and you can even call up uh, if you want to bring back Insanity. Right. And, and, and fold them into. Going. Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's the potential there for something like that working. I, th- They've dropped the ball on Bray Wyatt in so many different ways. And it's just like it. I blame the Undertaker for that more than so much, more than anybody else. And this is why. Yeah. Not, not taking the L. If he if he saw the idea that this is the guy that we're gonna pass this moniker on to mm-hmm. yeah. to Vince in the back, I think Vince yeah. would have bought him as like, okay. But because the Undertaker stayed around so long was like, Well, why do we give this to Bray when we have the guy himself doing it? Yeah. We we mm-hmm. don't need to do it. We we can hold Bray off. And they held Bray off for so long we got used just to Bray Bray in like the smaller version of um, what the Undertaker was. Yeah. He's the less he's the less fearful, the less meaningful. Like it's just like you're 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 he like, cuts way better promos than Take ever did, though. Because, yeah, me. Um, underrated thought here. Undertaker was not a good promo. Oh, no, definitely. <laughs> not a good promo at all. And people don't talk about it, but, like, he was, just he really was good not... At, at presenting his He was good at what the character was, right. as just looking like a big, and scary, freaking nature. Right. right. So, Sad. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think Finn is now on the path to where Bray was, which is 
you're, you're just you're spinning wheels and nothing meaningful is going to come out of it mm-hmm. and it continues see and it, it everything cycles back to the original conversation they need to get the title off of brock because there's only so many guys clearly that they're willing to let brock lose to mm-hmm. and i think that may list that list may stand now at three people Who? and that and that I, may I, be not... cena roman and Strowman. i don't even think i don't even think cena and 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 uh roman is actually uh, i mean Strowman is actually on that list it's just roman nobody else I, just roman it's I, just roman actually that's the like, problem i feel like yeah. Strowman may be like an inch yeah, so on this, yeah. like a thought like we yeah. we think Strowman can be right we we think Strowman definitively no what i was getting at was outside of those three okay those are the only three guys that knowing Vince how Vince thinks those are the only three guys that he would sit back and even be comfortable with entertaining the idea of signing off on one of those three guys mm-hmm. beating yeah. Brock they're not going to sign off on Finn doing it they're not going to sign off on Bray doing it they're not going to sign off on Seth doing it like none of those guys because even when Seth essentially was beat Reigns and Lesnar at yeah. Mania it was the cash in and he pinned Roman so and when when they had the rematch Brock friggin' destroyed him. Yeah. And the only reason Brock didn't win was because of the whole stupid angle they run with Undertaker coming and interfering in the match. So clearly, there's a short list. The actual list is probably just Roman. But the the conceptual list is probably Roman, Strowman, Cena. That's probably it. Yeah. And so when you look at that, you have all these guys who could potentially be main event guys are stuck spinning wheels because the main event title is being sucked into this vortex of Brock Lesnar and the only people who, who they think they can consider being worthy contenders to fight him. That's fair. I mean, I'm, I'm just unfair, saying. It's yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. just throwing this out there. We have John Bones Jones. He's completely done with UFC because he can't stay off of steroids. He says he's not on steroids. Can we, get, can we just get, I mean, I mean, can't Brock if versus Bones at WrestleMania? I, hey, hey, that, that, I, that? I would, I would see, spend I'd money be, to I'm, see that. I'm here for that. I'm completely here if you decide to put bring bones in, get the title off of Brock and build it out as a WrestleMania match. Mm. That's that you want spectacle, that's a freaking spectacle. Yeah. You yeah. got it. Yeah. But another big storyline developing, of course. Well, I, I shouldn't even say it's developing. It's been going <laughs> on. Alexis feel like it's been taking a taking a slight of a downturn. downturn. Cena, Roman. So we had the big promo that we discussed because I think we recorded right after that mm. raw. We yeah. had the big promo between best promo in the last Cena, three years. Yeah, between Cena and yeah, Roman, and then you had they involved Jason Jordan, who they're desperately trying to give a man getting a lot of carrots some, the last couple of yeah. weeks. Though yeah, yeah, they they yeah, definitely yeah. trying to give him a rub yeah, as yeah. a as a little side addendum to this feud because he he stood up well to Cena and he stood up well, well to, to Roman. Roman. So uh-huh. that's. But the thing is, we know Jason Jordan can go in the ring. That's not his issue. The yeah. issue is the character. The issue is 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 that side of it. But nonetheless, you they've continued to do promos, and I think whether intentional or unintentional, it's continued to expose that Roman Reigns is not on Cena's level as a promo. And I think that's and the that's real a real problem. problem. Like, I don't think that it's that a real, real problem. problem. I think I think. No, it's a problem for what they want Roman to be. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I'm for saying. WWE I was gonna for say for what they want Roman to represent. It's, it's a, a problem. problem. Yeah. Because I hope because like, at Cena the end is of killing this, him on the mic. They realize they need Roman not to be what they want to be, but to what, what he is. Right, what he is, and that's what I'm saying. That that's why I don't think it's a big deal for Roman because at the end of the day, I think he's going to. Push himself more to what he naturally is—a yeah. dominant guy in the ring that I don't need to say much on the mic. 
You keep talking, I'm going to punch you in your face. Yeah, that's right. what Roman Reigns is. And I think, I think maybe we're a year or two away from him, him having sufficient clout that he could say, "Look, y'all, stop trying to have me talk so damn much. Yeah. Let me just go out there, say two words, knock niggas out." Like that's the point that he needs to get to, and I don't think he has sufficient clout in the back to be able to get. To say this is what I want to do and this is how we're gonna do it, mm-hmm. and he's not at that point. He's not at the point where like the the rumors being that Cena was the one who decided, hey, we need to cool down this Corbin thing because it's just not it's not happening. Mm-hmm. He's not yeah. working. So until he has that type of clout where he can make those types of decisions and it stands, mm-hmm. we're gonna be stuck in this position of Vince trying to push him as the Rock 2.0, and he's not that. Right. He's not that because he's not ever. I mean, match with the Rock I mean, the, the more I watch this version of uh, Roman Reigns, I think about one guy. Hand me up before you jump all over it. Kevin Ash. Kevin Ash, the Diesel character that he was in the WWE for this reason. Kevin Ash was this renegade character that he didn't say much. He didn't need to say much. He was the guy that had, at that time, uh, what, what, what did they call Scott Hall at that time in WWE? I think it's... Razor Ramon. Yeah. yeah. He had Razor Ramon to do all the, you know, talking and all of that. Well, he, he wasn't paired with... No, he wasn't, but he what was I'm trying to say... Sean. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say, he always had characters around him that... Lift the weight right, in terms right, of talking. And Kevin Nash was always the guy that when you talk too much, he puts you on yeah, your back. Yeah. That's what that's what Roman Reigns is. Yeah. So if you allow him to be that, allow him to grow and develop into that character, so that's mean, what he was in the shield. So you mean he's best suited to be with maybe a guy or another two guys? Not necessarily so with, but when you put him in a feud. What a guy. So basically, basically guy he, the best version, and this is the thing, the best version of Roman Reigns is being the muscle the, the, yes. For no, but being the muscle for a group like the Shield. Yeah. I, I mean, agree. it's why he was put in that position when the Shield was formed. Like that—that that was the whole. That's point. why he was so popular when they first disbanded. Right. They because enjoyed that version of Roman. Yeah, and then not they, when then, you then forced it, tried, it down. Then you tried to turn him into the Rock to point and you. They're not getting it. No. I mean, I'm just saying. It, it, Mind it's, you, it's not a shortfall on his career to be compared to a Diesel, to be compared no, to a Kevin. No, and the thing is, Diesel. If they had stuck around, I think would have had a couple more titles. Yes. They would have been. It would have been his WWE career was limited in terms of what it ended up being at that point. But if he had stayed, if he hadn't, moved, there's a lot of ripple effects from that. Yeah. But. Yes, a, a, a Diesel-like career in terms of what it could have been if he had continued through WWE is not something to scoff at for Roman Reigns. Because um, you'll, you'll get a couple of title runs out of it. The problem is, is Diesel was never going to be the, the guy, the John Cena. Yeah. He was never going to be the Rock. And, and at some point, Sean. he was never going to be... We're going to have to come to the conclusion that we could... But mean the fans it, when have I, already come to that conclusion. Uh, that's what they I'm saying. The du- the when I say yeah. we, I was just about to say, when I say we, I mean the WWE. The WWE has to come to the conclusion that... That, that it is better for him to be that kind of guy yep. than for you to force him in a role where you never will and profit the thing from is, him. He's an excellent worker in the ring. Like people, yeah, he's getting really he's getting good. Yeah. yeah, better but and I, better. Like I said, his, when you look at his series of of pay per view matches going back to, and I'll I'll put it back to this: when he fought Daniel Bryan at Fastlane the month after he won the Rumble the first time. Mm-hmm. From that point until now, which is probably going on almost three years, he's not had a bad pay-per-view match. No. And there's not many people that you can say that about. I mean, they they touched on it a little bit during their whole back and forth on the mic. And he pointed out, he could sell tickets if he's... Not pinned as the guy. Yeah. He he is a guy that you could come and say, you know what, I want to see what Reigns does in the ring tonight. Yep. Because he is a mm-hmm. good in-ring performer. Yep. But you pin him up as the pinnacle that carries the WWE flag, 
It's yeah. not going to work. And yeah. the truth is, he's a better in-ring worker at this point in his career than Cena was, let's say, in 2010, 2011. When, like, right before before you got into Boy, the feud with the Cena, punk. I mean, the Punk Boy. and, and yep. that. Yep. He's a better I mean, in-ring worker than Cena y'all, was. Y'all probably hate me for this. He's a better in-work, uh, in-ring worker than Cena ever was or ever could be. Agreed. I, I could agree with that. I, I, I there's, there's, yeah, there's no, there's no, I, can I see no lies there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like I say, I, the WWE just has the, again, jump on the wave and understand exactly where it's at and but, what they're trying to achieve with this character. And the thing is, you know what the problem is? There's these little moments and these little flashes that make them think that he could be that. Because, well, for example, I, exactly. no, like when, when, his delivery of the line, you know, this guy isn't even making it in Hollywood, but if you need some help, I know a guy. Like <laughs> his delivery, his facial expression, they, those are the little moments that they grab hold on and say, This is what I we know he know. can be. But it's like when you realize that he probably had a 10 minute promo uh, and he had five seconds that gave uh, you that. You can't hold on to the five seconds. You have to look at everything else and be like, yeah. You know what? This is what he actually is. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because, along with just you know, being a person that just comes in, beats you down, you talk too much. Roman is good at one-liners. one-liners. Yes. yes, he has those one-liners. He has yeah. those snapbacks, those quick yeah. responses. And you know what? That you may be like, wow, but he's not good at prolonged talking. Yeah, we shouldn't complain too much about Roman because less than two years ago, they had this dude saying suffering Sakadash on TV. So, le- I mean, that was last two years period. ago. Wow. That was less than two years it ago. It feels like Monday night. Wow. I remember it. I mean, look, he's, he's still... Ha- no, but the, the writing at least has gotten better for him. At, at the very least. Right. God knows. Where the hell were they going with that? But... I think those two or three things, we covered Bray and Finn, we covered Brock and Braun, we covered Cena and Roman. And I think that more or less kind of gives you a, a good idea of what's happening on Raw. I mean, we have Miz and Maurice who announced that Maurice is pregnant. I, I, what I was trying to figure out all week, is she pregnant like in real life? I think or she just, is. Yeah, I think she is. Okay. I think, I, and I think, I remember, remember about two months ago they were talking about how um, they were putting Axel and... Bo Dallas with Miz oh, to write to write Maurice off of TV. I actually yeah. think that maybe Miz those knew from then, and they were they they. I think they've been building towards this as a way to write her oh. off because she can't be. I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah, They're yeah, not going to yeah. keep her around TV depending on how far along she is. You know, for for much longer to put her in harm's way. So it's a good way for them to write. Yeah, her I remember out. when they when they pitched the whole because Mar- uh, they they started to Canelo make it seem like and uh, bo- Marie yeah, or whatever, separate, right? Yeah. Right, because right, so that was the that was the reason that they were giving as why they were looking at splitting Mike yeah. and and well, the Miz and Maurice, um, at least on TV, uh, but maybe that's what it was, yeah. and maybe Dave just kind of delayed yeah. it to this. I, y'all know how I feel about Miz. He's he's doing his work. He's putting in the work. Um, he's he's the best heel in the company right now, um, and maybe he might he might be. Close to being surpassed by Kevin Owens. I, I, I was just about to say, Kevin Owens. We, we get into that. We get there. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, but no, in terms of old school heel, Miz is still the best heel on the roster by far. Yeah. And I just, you need to get the title off Brock. That, that is going to be my running theme until the title is off Brock. You because hate all Brock of these Lesnar, guys. Bro. No, I, I, I don't hate Brock Lesnar. I hate the idea of Brock Lesnar's Universal Champion. Yeah, he is. He is. It title does a disservice to every other guy who could be a main event there's talent only, like, on that so roster many, because like, uh, there's only so many people that they consider worthy of right. fighting Brock. Fair. Fair. So, I mean, they had Brock destroyed in time Mr. Raj by himself. So, I, you, you see what I mean? Like, 
they're not gonna have that with every guy. You know what I mean? Like with any other guy, if the Miz, if they jumped Cena, for example, they'd put the beat down on Cena for a little bit before. You know what I mean? But, uh, but with a guy like Brock, it's like no. Brock can't be made to look less against a guy like The Miz. And that's the that's the mentality yeah. around it. But Miz, from a character work standpoint, has been the best heel on the roster, I would say, even going back almost a full two years now. But. Yeah, it's yeah, rough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, no, I'm, I'm honestly trying to think about this whole Miz thing. Where's it going to go? Because we're unsure of what he's going to do at I don't No know Mercy. What they're doing with Enzo? And I think they're going to surprise us with this whole Jason Jordan thing, because that 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 was originally the setup, and it was like, now nah, we're going to use Jason Jordan at the last moment to help boost this uh, Cena Roman thing. But originally, when he came over, it was to feud with Miz, with the whole Kurt Angle Miz and all that playing it up. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know what's happening. This is this. There's just so much. Confusion as to Enzo what's happening so and where things are going, and I don't know what's because he he's now the number one. Enzo is now the number one contender for the cruiserweight title on two hundred five live, but they have him screwing around with the Miz on Raw, and like is he's not a viable challenger for the intercontinental I feel like title. How believable so what's the point is it of this? that he can either beat Neville or even the Miz? My thing is, <laughs> you have a perfect story of how you get Jason Jordan back into into a feud with the Miz, or at least back into. Pushing for that title shot is because he's held his own against the two top, top quote unquote, top, guys, yeah. or two of the top guys in the last two weeks, and he's pushed them to 15, 20 minute matches. So you have a built in story, is how you get him back into the IC title picture if you yeah, wanted yeah. to. So why are we getting Enzo, who we know everybody hates? So putting up him, putting him up against a guy like Miz, who everybody loves to hate because he's just doing great heel work, is kind of not helping Enzo at all. Mm. But like I I I I think it was one of those moments where the WWE found themselves in a loop in the middle of the show and it's like we need something to help play this up. Oh, Enzo, get out there! Yeah, I, I think that's what it was. It's interesting but, that they didn't Enzo that guy, considering all of the right, rumored backstage on. problems that he had. And that was put. the reason he went to two hundred five to begin with. <laughs> but I think that and they need somebody to help and boost it. And I think you can see that as generally speaking there's been more of an interest yeah, in 205 point, live because him. Enzo is there because he draws the eyeballs it's nobody I, else's I fault who, except the company right. they burned the bitches with Austin Aries who was supposed to be this guy with, along with Neville to carry the show yeah, for a period they, of time they let Neville hold on to the title too long far too long and now yeah. we're gonna have Neville lose the title to Enzo freaking Amore right. who, who's not really a good wrestler I'm sorry he's, he's not, not he's, he's not, not a wrestler not. he's right. not he is, he's a mouthpiece. He's a manager. <laughs> like, he I is mean, like... He's a manager. He is 20 years from now. What he should be is somebody like Paul Heyman. As in, he doesn't wrestle. He comes out with another guy and he just talks them up. Like, that should be what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Really and truly. But, like you said, we covered everything on Raw. Smackdown. We had Sin City Smackdown this week. That was pretty good. It was pretty decent for what it was built as. It was built... I think the last time they did a show similar to this was the end of last year. Yeah, yeah. When they had the whole, uh, the, the Christmas version of SmackDown, the final show oh, for right, the year. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was, it, it felt like a pay-per-view. Going into SmackDown this week, it felt like it was going to be a pay-per-view. We had uh, not, not many matches planned, but in terms of the interaction with top characters, you, you knew it was going to be a big deal. And then they announced the whole idea of the chairman coming down. Vince McMahon making an appearance on the show to deal with the fallout from Kevin Owens and Shane the, the week before. The so uh, right from that point, you know this was going to be a big deal. That brings us into the top feud on SmackDown right now. I hate to say it, Shane McMahon, Kevin Owens. It is, because first of all, 
Nobody cares about Jinder at this point. No, I don't no. Like he, we're just waiting for Shinsuke to get the belt to really start yeah. this main event scene. But WWE hate their title belts for. I I don't know why. I really don't. I don't understand it. But, but you go ahead. KO is, and I've been seeing it for a while. But they are definitely building him to be one of the biggest heels in this company I'm, I'm today. Watching his interaction I, with Vince this week. And when when Alexis gets back, he's gonna touch on this a lot. It reminded me so much of the the, the Stone Cold. Yes, days. yes. It reminded yes. me so much of that because his interaction with Vince was so so easy. Like it, it was something I haven't seen a lot. No, at all. The chemistry was there. Everything was just perfect to the T. The way Kevin Owens like displayed his character. It was Stone Cold esque, for lack of a better term. But to see that interaction and after everything that happened with Shane the week before, you have to say to yourself, like, I don't know who bought in over the last month behind the scenes of Kevin Owens. I don't know if it was Triple H saying this was the reason I put the belt on him, the universal and, belt. Yeah, and that for me that was the biggest thing because for so long it was a back and forth and split between. It's, of Kevin Owens can't being this guy, or it's like, no, I don't think he's gonna work out. Mm-hmm. But in the last few months, like you it's said, just somebody, like somebody, it's somebody, it's like, something click, and everybody was like, nah, he could be it. I don't know what it was, but I feel like over the last couple of weeks since he moved away from the, because remember this feud that, started with him and AJ. It did. It it started with him and uh-huh. AJ over the Universal Title, another uh, Universe, the, the United States Championship yeah. Belt. AJ got the belt. He's off doing his own thing, and then it moved into a Shane. KO thing. thing. And as that progressed, now it moved into this point now where it's a KO versus the company thing. What I'm hoping is when we eventually move on from this Jin Mahal thing that we can actually get into KO versus Sinsuke because it sets itself up so great. It's perfect. Sinsuke being this mega, mega face Mm -hmm. against you have now KO who you're building to be this mega heel. So you have both sides, everybody... Loves to hate KO. What, what, what we were discussing while you stepped away is the fact that Kevin Owens this past week, I think he took a step into the... And I'm echelon? Not yeah. even the echelon. Into the Stone Cold Ass Club. Because to, his interaction with Vince McMahon was so perfect. It fit so mm-hmm. perfectly. Like, it, it, it was easy. And you this, know what it reminded me of? Go ahead. It reminded me of what we started to get with Punk and McMahon. Yes. During yeah. the summer of mm-hmm. yes. Punk. Right, right, right. Yes. It reminds it, it it actually is a little bit sad because it reminds it it reminds us of what we could have gotten out of that punk situation, right? But now we get to see it realized with another indie guy who was who is great on the mic, great in the ring, can hold his own with because let's be honest now, as much as we crap on Vince McMahon, that man can tell a story both physically and um me. Verbally in the ring, right? I hate what he does with other characters, but his his yeah, his setup for himself. Yeah, because you run when you own the place, you have to, you you look no, good. <laughs> like make Vince look strong yeah. always, right? But what I love about this is one of the one of the things I love about Vince McMahon. He will sacrifice himself in service of a good story, mm. and whether whether it's true or not, whether you know he did a little. Soft blade job before. No, he, he, be, he definitely bled. So we did a little soft blade job out there. So you get you get the blood and that effect when KO head butted him. Then I'm all for it. I'm glad they didn't have KO pop a power bomb him because I think Vince is a little bit beyond that level of physicality. I, I kind of still wanted it though. 
Like, no, because because so. we because as fans we grew up watching yeah. Vince take the stunner, taking yeah, power bombs. Like we we, but Vince is that you realize when Vince was taking the stunner, that was probably almost twenty years ago now, right? I mean, so just yeah. bear that in mind that Vince can't be taking a proper power bomb at seventy two. What's, what's one? What's one? <laughs> you. Well, that's the difference between you. You see, this is this is when you know people who really just want Vince to die and be out of the picture, right? You run it asking for Vince to take a flipping proper power bomb at seventy two. But no, I think. I think you're right. I, I have no qualms with, with that um, position that he is now in that sphere. And he should be. Because, and I think as much as they've done, because they've done their fair share of stop and start with Kevin Owens, yeah. right? And we don't know where Kevin Owens would be right now if Finn hadn't gotten injured last year after, at SummerSlam. So, so just bear that in mind. But nonetheless, the way they brought him up, his intro, the whole thing with Sammy in NXT... Um, I think him and him and Shinsuke had a good feud in yeah, NXT for yeah, a while, yeah, well, right? Yeah. yeah. So you have, you know, everything that they did with him in his build through NXT, through him, his first matches, set of matches with John Cena. He beat John Cena, I think, in his first pay-per-view match. Mm-hmm. It wasn't for the title, but nonetheless, he beat John Cena in his first pay-per-view match, if I'm remembering correctly. And KO has been, despite the off and on, has been built to this moment. And so he is somebody who can easily stand in that type of role and be believable because he's that much of uh, a pain in terms of his ability to get you to hate him on the mic. And he doesn't care. Like, he's always been a person that shows you, like, I don't care who you are. So I think the way they did it works perfectly. I think, you know, when we first started to talk about the possibility of KO versus Shane, I think there was some apprehension. Yeah, um, I especially, I think when I, the first. <laughs> I think when it seemed like it might have been being built for SummerSlam and not for after the fact. Yeah. But one thing I can say about WWE, and I don't know if this is because they're having issue with network subscriptions or whatever, but these dudes are putting out quality matches on B shows. Football season. On there's football season. Um, I think it's also they're not getting the type of subscriber numbers to the network that they uh. that they want to have. And so this is you how you have Roman versus Cena at No Mercy and how you have KO versus Shane at Hell in a Cell. Because Boy, they just like they have to do it. They, they, it. It used to be a time where you could tell, like, okay, there's this thing that they want to do. But they're saving it for WrestleMania. Or they're saving it for SummerSlam. Nothing is being saved. When you have Shinsuke versus Cena for the first time on SmackDown two or three weeks before SummerSlam. When you have what we're having now. Clearly they're in the zone of whatever we have. We can go through it now and we can find something better for the next month. Yeah, and that's yeah. clearly the way that they're I mean, operating and, right uh, now. I, we, we criticize WWE a lot for the way they go about billing. But to go about it this way. Actually just putting the best of what you have. On there. every yeah, given yeah. night, mm-hmm. it's working for the company, and because I, it forces and it you to keep so getting much. better. Exactly, right. and I'm not projecting that in the next couple of months we're going to see a shoot up in subscriptions on a network or whatever. But what I am saying is that the interest is now starting to build up when you have matches like this yep. because Strowman brought it's working. Yep, right. John Cena, uh, Roman Reigns for because the lack have, of the mic skills, it's still working. But you have moments. You have the Strowman absolutely destroying Brock on the Monday after SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. You have the shoot the work shoot promo the first one between roman and cena you have kevin owens busting open vince mcmahon McMahon a week after telling shane mcmahon your kids your whole family would be better off if you died in that helicopter crash like like, they are 
putting the most. That was the moment. So much of what's happening right now is WrestleMania or Big Four worthy moments, and they're giving them away. In the box is definitely. Backing up Kevin Owens, but it seems. But we know who. Just, but we know who it is. It's Triple H, yeah. right? Because I, I, I mean, the I, safe I because the safe move when Finn got injured would have been to put the title back on Roman or Seth. That was the safe move because KO hadn't had a run with the with a major title yet. That his run with the Universal Championship was his first major singles title. His first main event singles title in WWE. The, the, so he was he was a relative unknown in that space. So. When you think about that, like he clearly has the backing of somebody like, and it has to be Triple H. You know why? Because KO pause doesn't have the body pause that that Vince likes yeah. in that type of a guy. So it has to be the Triple H road dog, that compendium of dudes you know, who is in charge more so and has more say. I would say in SmackDown. This is this is why I say it's a dead giveaway that it is Triple H. Over the last three weeks, Triple H has been on a press tour. Not just dealing with the normal WWE circles. He's been dealing with the overall sports, the sports entertainment mm-hmm. circles. He's been around. He's been on ESPN. He's been on Fox Sports 1. He's been on a bunch of podcasts, a bunch of mm-hmm. non-wrestling podcasts, I should say. Yeah. And throughout the entire message, what he's saying is that, hey, we're more than just the Monday or Tuesday or the one-on-one yeah, Sunday yeah, yeah. Uh, entertainment because that guys look for. Because they're trying to push the network. Exactly. What he's saying is that the company's building itself for an overall sports entertainment mecca. Mm-hmm. That's why he's pushing the whole Ronda Rousey. Two weeks ago, he's saying, it's whatever true, Ronda yeah. wants to do, they we got him. Yeah, he, he, he's the guy that's out there that's saying, if CM Punk wants to come back, I'm willing to sit down and talk. He's the guy that's saying that he all these that? other... He, but he, he hinted towards that. Oh, on oh, first take, of, not, was it first take? <gasps> first take, he was like, because they, they threw it out there. They threw it out there, and he was like, well, Ooh. hey, you never say never, WWE is this kind of company. You know, Anything could happen. Yeah. So just... My issue, my issue with that, my issue with that is always going to be this. It can't. It has to be. We talked about this on the last board. Mm-hmm. It has to be seen. It has to be somebody else. Yeah. yeah. Punk is not going to respond to Triple, Triple H, H reaching out because he hates him. Yeah. And when you go back and you look at the comments that he made on Cole Cabana's podcast when he explained why he left and the meeting he had with Vincent Triple H, yeah. Mm. That, it not, it's not going to be Triple H. Triple H has been the one to mend fences in the past where yeah. Vince has been the yeah. issue with right, people. And Vince's pettiness has been the problem. Mm. But who who is going to bridge that gap now when Triple H and Vince are in the same boat? It mm. has to be a scene or somebody in, yeah. that, in that range. Or Dwayne The Rock Johnson. In ter- but clearly, yeah, well, I mean, I mean well, clearly there's true. something there too. Because, like, like I go back to you, if Rock was able to call that dude up on his personal cell phone, obviously, you know, he's not as disconnected as he tries to make it seem sometimes, right. which to me does leave that glimmer of hope that we may hear cult of personality hit at some point yeah. in our future. A yeah, but the um, AJ Lee return, yeah, right, that's been but back into like just as a side note. WWE keeps talking about network subscription numbers, and my stance on this has always been the same thing. Stop advertising to niggas who already have it. They only advertise the network during their shows. Advertise during Monday Night Football. Advertise during basketball season on the big NBA games. Advertise to people who are interested in sports but may not necessarily be as interested in wrestling as they used to be and pull them in. But at the same time, where the WWE is falling down more so than anything. Content. Content. Exactly. 
And we can't get beyond the fact that, okay, Raw and SmackDown is available on USA. Yep. Away from that, there's nothing else on... Besides, in, from my standpoint, NXT, there's nothing I'm going to the network for. I mean, yeah, I get a pay-per-view every three weeks. Yeah, that's cool. No, that's true. I mean, you other than point, other yeah. than pay-per-views yeah. and NXT... What do you have on... And I guess when they, when they run stuff like the Mae Young Classic... But you're going to um, have to keep pushing that. You yeah. can't just stop at one classic every two, see, three weeks. But the thing about it is, what they're also going to have to do is, and I think... The, the, the other side of the content discussion is where the money becomes the challenge. I think they need the subscription numbers to be able to put out content that's not just wrestling in the ring. Yeah. So, for example, they put a lot of money behind when they were doing the Edge and Christian show, when they were doing um, the animated show, the Camp WWE. Which is trash. Things like that. Sure. But nonetheless, you need to have the subscription numbers to warrant, to have the money and to warrant investing money in non definitively wrestling shows but i mean and I so even, uh, because <laughs> because you're always gonna have limited content you're not gonna be able to have people putting on lives or lifestyle shows every night of the week you could unless they start unless they you start could. unless they start um showing house shows but they, not only not, not only house shows, which is a really good idea. That's what a bad they could idea do. because I saw clips from a, a house show recently, and these dudes literally look like they was wrestling in like they were going through emotions. In, in Loyola Hall, yeah, like in all honesty. But that's the majority of house shows. I mean, I, I mean, that's what a house show is, right? Yeah. Hey, Loyola Hall is open for bookings. If you want to well, have mean, a house show like, in Nassau, had, uh, show, I'm all we um, all here for it. I think it's breaking ground where they had a decent like. Behind the scenes of what, yeah, goes not, on not, and that's been developing. They had the day. whole, yeah, and they were doing, they were doing the Stuff WWE like 24 where they were, yeah, they yeah. were chronicling guys, um, right. lead up to big moments like when Finn was coming back, when Seth that's was coming back, back, they did stuff like that, yeah, right. yeah, but at the same time, where I think they're missing the ball, there's a lot more than just WWE content out there. And they have the money to purchase it. That's my point. Yeah. Go ahead now. Uh, get in contact with these other promotions. Put it on like you have. Sell space on the network. You know how much money they can make? Because you know, you, you don't think Ring of Honor would pony up a little bit of money to be on the network? Right. I'm just saying. Everybody gets to see I'm Ring just of saying. Honor. Yeah. I you mean, have. Um, we, we surely been seeing a lot of Ring of Honor and WWE as of late. You have like 17 right. different uh, Mexican promotions that yeah, I mean, put on have, the talent. Yeah, you have AAA, you have Lucha Underground, you have New Japan. Right, Japan. The, you yeah. have you have multiple promotions who I think would be willing, and it doesn't have to be an what exorbitant amount of money. They would be willing to spend to be on a network to get exposure to a Because that's what audience. it should be. What the WWE has done for the last uh, two, three years in a network is this. They've push wwe Content. when in fact it should be wrestling that in they general. push yeah if you you know what because it is so one stop shop for all wrestling yeah and they could go up on the subscription fees if that's the case because i'm just saying when the nba because they, they could but they because they can build packages it, so if you want just wwe content it's a 9.99 but right. if you want to be able to get ring of honor shows or whoever else then it's either 15.99 19.99 whatever, whatever however you make it work so that you get more money out of it because then you'll get see and that's how they gauge the true value of having these additional shows because yeah. if you see a spike in your network subscriptions when you bring on and say we're now showing Ring of Honor shows on Friday nights whatever the case may be right then you can actually gauge it and see well hey this is clearly making money so we can build our packages around what the most right. interest is in and then get the most money from that yeah. but there's there, there's a stubbornness that still exists there that's holding the them back is with the network. Right and, and this is uh, I started this point so let me finally Daddy. circle back to it 
over the last couple of weeks, you've seen Triple H be the guy out there that's saying, hey, Face. this is what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. We're trying to throw our line over and bring all these things and bring it under one brand. Like, mm-hmm. really get Talking it together. Talking about the, the Rousey for a Exactly. Thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then if you add all this up, who was the first person that came running out during the Kevin o- uh, Owens, uh, Vince Steph. McMahon thing? That's my yeah. point. So, Which he's I, behind the scenes. I have so a problem I think, with that, though. Oh, hold on. Let me finish. This is where I think lies. it's going to climax, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. I think when this all boils over, we're going to see Triple H be the guy in the corner of Kevin Owens saying, you know what? I'm hedging all my bets on this guy because he's going to save the company from everything you guys are doing. And it's going to be a whole feud between Vince and Triple H that's going to build a brand moving into next year. I think that's what it is. It's clearly the angle going in. But that ties into my question about... Not as I guess it wouldn't necessarily be the Ring of Honor invasion thing, but it'll be the NXT it, invasion. It would be it would be something along those lines because you start to see it all through WWE yeah. now. Most of the guys who are in and around the top of both shows are guys who were signed by Triple, Triple H, H through NXT, right? So you look at Finn, you look at Seth, you look at Dean, you look at Roman, you look at KO, you look at AJ, you look at Bobby Roode, you look at Shinsuke Nakamura. You look at all of those guys, and then you look at who's in NXT now. Mm-hmm. You have your Drew McIntyre that's being brought back into the fold. You have um, Bobby Ooh. Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole. You know, it's just like the only thing we missing is for Cody Rhodes to come back and be the leader. Yeah, I'm waiting. But see, this, this is look the point. here. I am so excited for the return for of Cody Rhodes. This is the point I'm trying the to American make. American Nightmare. <laughs> oh my god, that's a whole separate Jeez. podcast. I'm a, I may have to write an article about like, how Cody, Ro- how good Cody you, Rhodes no, has been since yeah, he left WWE. Yeah, you need to make that like. That was the best decision Cody ever made. I think that's life. what uh, Dolph Ziggler should consider. But we're going to get to that yes, on I'm that podcast. Yeah. But this is what I'm saying. You see the the, the, the little seeds being planted all around. Because I think, now yeah, you have, I think we're less than five years away from Triple H and Stephanie being the primary people running the show for, like in full. No, I'm not even talking. T- t- that's behind the scenes. I'm talking but in front of the camera. Oh, what we see. Oh. The projection of how we remember Vince coming to the spotlight. I, mm-hmm. I wasn't around them, but when you watch the old promos from back then, mm-hmm. you see Vince as the guy just at the commentator's desk. Yeah. To the guy that finally right one night picked up the mic. Exactly. That finally picked up the mic and declared that it's me. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be the guy running yeah, the show. Yeah, it was the, it was the Brett Screwed Brett promo that was in the article that, that we ran this week yeah. um, where... In the aftermath of Survivor Series, Vince had this. This was the first time he had a sit Shameless down. Shameless plug. I the, actually came up with this idea reading the article, just putting it up. Right. Yeah. But, like, the that that was it, though. Yeah. That was the first time he moved from being, oh, Vince, son of the old owner, commentator, yeah, yeah. to Mr. McMahon, this mm-hmm. evil owner right. character on TV. And he's essentially been that. Off and on, he's been faced, mm-hmm. but he's essentially been that character uh, for... Literally 20 years. Yeah. But see, when I thought about it, I thought about it from this perspective. What has Triple H always chased in WWE or chased in the world of wrestling? He thinks of himself as the wrestling savant, the wrestling god. That's that's his persona. So now the standard band was like, yeah, you built an empire, but I made it better. Yeah. It's his declaration of making a split from Vince McMahon actually fading out of the company and saying, this is me now. This is me. And I think that's what Triple H is working towards. I think the seeds are starting to be planted, and I think in the next two, three years, we're gonna see all this come to like come to a front. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's clearly. It seems like that's clearly the direction that we're headed in. And to have guys like KO and Shinsuke and a lot of those NXT guys who are now on the main roster, I think that that shows where where we're headed. Mm. 
Well, we, any, I mean, that, that that was it. We got through the cabin already. Yeah. So, anything else you guys want to add before we close close, close um, up the point? Well, can we save the two top titles, please? Uh-huh. I mean that's 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 my thing. You, I, 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 like I, I told you, Vaughn, when you stepped out, the WWE hate their belts. Bro. I can get behind that campaign. No, I you know who the WWE hates? Go ahead, CM Punk. <laughs> you read the article? <laughs> that nigga is petty. You read the article? Because you know it's possible. <laughs> you know it's 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 absolutely feasible to consider hate. that <laughs> Vince would sit down. Because let me tell you why. I went back and I was looking through. You know the the India tour that's starting in December. That's the only India tour, you know. I know. Why the hell did they put the belt on Jinder so from it. from May if this is what it was for? I don't think it was for this. I think it was a whole. What it it, it, it eventually. What else, pl- could, what else could it be? They put it on him early because I can't. What's gonna? I already told you. Of nothing. I, and it's like you read no through it. And excuse I, as to why Mahal has this belt. Other than the one, no the one petty, the petty reason, which is Vince is like, you know what? No, let's do it early. Let's launch a network in India before we get to the tour. We can put the title on Mahal, then let it run through the rest of summer. Nobody's gonna care, you know. He'll beat Randy. It's fine, you know. Okay, Shinsuke, we'll have to deal with that. But you know, we we has to have the title in December when we go to India. So you come out of that, then you immediately go into Royal Rumble WrestleMania mode. There's no immediate need to move the title off him because you could say, "Well, we saving it for Mania." And then by the time you get to Mania, you realize, "Well, it's been almost a year." Just keep it you know. Going. Let's just keep it going, and then you get through June, and then you get to Money in the Bank. It's like you know what? He's literally like 10, 20 days away from breaking the record. FCM Punk, have this dude break the record. But you, but That's you, how petty Vince but is. You know but then, at the end of the day, you're going to have to look back at history book and be like, what? Jinder Mahal, the longest and, rated and, WWE But if he's champion. willing to pimp out the title as a prop to get network subscriptions in India and people butts in seats when you go on the tour, you don't think he's willing to pimp it out to be petty? Legacy, legacy, legacy. I, I think at this point... You, you realize the great Kali is on the list I'm, of former WWE I'm, champions, I'm right? I'm doing a fascination just to see how ridiculous like how long this is gonna go this, on for no how ridiculous they're going to make this before he loses adding, and showing how in the world he's going to carry this I hope I'm wrong I hope I'm wrong I, listen to me I 100% hope you know you know how he's gonna keep it into Wrestlemania because if he keeps it through December it has to be built into the Wrestlemania storyline on the way to Wrestlemania like, how does he get through how? Royal Rumble Ooh. and whatever pay-per-view in between how? Rumble and Mania? Shinsuke, AJ, Owens, Rude. How do you tell me that he convincingly beats these guys on the Y'all Royal better pray this nigga leave. Stop Y'all this. better pray that nigga Stop loses this. the title at Royal Rumble. Because if we get to Royal Rumble and he hasn't lost the title, we within range. You know what end this <laughs> We within range. I'm just saying. <laughs> Are we not within range? It's been a controversial <laughs> podcast here on the Tethia Seniors Podcast Network. This has been Off the Turnbuckle. As Alexis like to say, like, listen, and share. I hope you guys enjoy this one. We're out.